0: We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey.
1: All right, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome as we get ready for today's game against Dallas. Obviously, uh, Dallas in a fight right now for one of those final playoff spots in the West, so they are going to be playing uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and battling the Sharks as hard as they can to try and secure a playoff spot. Very similar game to what was going on a couple of nights ago when the Sharks took on Nashville. So I think they are going to be well prepared for this game. And I think that very much in the same sense that we look at what happened right off the bat against a team like Nashville as the Sharks are going to have to absorb a lot of pressure early on. I mean, if we look at the wild card standings right now, Nashville, 89 points. They're in first in the wild card. Dallas in second, 89 points and then two back of them is Vegas and then three back of Vegas is Vancouver. So this is going to be a wild ride to the finish in the Western Conference. And while the Sharks are no longer part of this race, I would love to see them be disruptive in the race and continue to prove that they are a team that is capable of playing some good hockey. And then, you know, I know that we say that it's hard to carry momentum from one year to the next and it's not something that I ultimately Believe in because one one year is an entirely different entity than the year previously. That said, I do think that you need to try and get as much time as possible for these young guys to understand what it takes to play at the NHL level and the standard that is set that it's not oh, okay, we're out of the playoffs. So we're going to, you know, just mail it in. You got to come out there and you got to bring it for 60 minutes of hockey and you got to play as well as you possibly can. And I, I know these guys are professionals and that they understand this, but there's a difference between understanding it and there's a difference between playing it and living it and understanding it to that extent. And that's why I think the Sharks are going to be well served by this timeline. And that's the most important thing to me is like you want to maximize exactly what's happening out there on the ice between now and the end of the month when the season comes to a close for this team. For the Sharks, I think that, you know, it's obvious that the scoring is going to be an issue and the scoring is going to be continue to be an issue. And, you know, I talked about this yesterday with Bob um, when he had his AM availability. And I asked him about, you know, looking at these two games. When we look at what happened versus Chicago versus what happened versus Nashville, is there one game that was more frustrating than the other? Um,
0: I don't know if they're fr- more frustrating than the other. That you know, probably Nashville. We played a, a more solid game, uh, more of a team game, uh, more of a grind game. I think last night we were a little too loose at times, um, so that's disappointing. The fact that you know. <sighs> at this time of year, I mean, it's, you want to play as consistent as you can. And I thought last night, if we would have came out um, just a little smarter and a little tighter, I thought that we would have had, we wouldn't have been in a position where we had to make a comeback. Now making a comeback is obviously a a big thing down four two with, uh, um, you know, 13 minutes or 14 minutes to play. Um, So it was a good point in that way.
1: I also asked Bob about the fact that the Sharks can play kind of seemingly two styles of hockey out there: one where they open it up, but they also give up goals, and one where it's ultra conservative, where they don't give up many goals, but they also can't score any goals. I asked him if there was a way for him to try and marry those two sides. Uh,
0: you know, I, I think you, you know, you never want to um, handcuff anybody offensively. You want to make the plays that are there, and you want you want to be creative, and you want to. Uh, um, Create offense, obviously, but uh, I think yeah, there's a there's a way to do it, and and you know, and you got to the identity of your team, um, the identity of our, identity of our team is, is when we were playing at our best, we were tight structured defensively, and and uh, you know when we were winning three two games or, or four three games, um, but uh, you know now it seems that uh, you know it's this time of year where you're playing some teams, especially tomorrow night, especially going into Minnesota on Sunday, um, Dallas is fighting for their life. Um, everybody's jockeying for position where they're going to finish in the playoffs. Um, you know, and they're playing there at their absolute best. And, and most of these teams are, um, you know, veteran heavy uh, lineups. And, uh, so we're in a different sort of path here. And my challenge as a coach every night is, uh, again, trying to get everybody playing the same way with a lot of new faces, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of youth, um, you know, and, and different guys are going to be playing sort of out of position, but it's a good challenge for them.
1: And I also asked Bob about the fight that he has seen from the team, given the fact that they are out of it. I did. I think
0: that's important. I think uh, if it goes the other way, you know, you're, you're in trouble. You, uh, um, you know, these guys have fought pretty hard for each other all year, and they're just as disappointed as, as you know, what we are. Um, obviously, being in the position we are. But um, you know, they the same thing in uh, um, you know, same thing in, in Nashville. We fought hard. Um, you know, second half of Vancouver, we fought hard. Um, you know, there's, there's been a lot of those games, even before we came on this road trip, um, there was games where we played, uh, you know, well enough at home to, to, to win the game and, and just couldn't find the offense, but, uh, they're, they're playing hard and, uh, you know, I haven't seen anybody quitting.
1: And to me, that's one of the most important things in terms of building the culture, which is something that can be carried from one year to the next. You need to be able to make these guys understand what it means to be a San Jose Shark. You need to make them understand what this team has in terms of an expectation of how you're going to play on a night-to-night basis, regardless of whether or not a Stanley Cup or an appearance in the Stanley Cup playoffs is on the line. And I think that when I go back this entire year, I don't ever see many games or any, any games really where the Sharks where I just say, oh, that was a bad effort. I mean, even the game against Nashville, it's like there was some bad play, but it didn't feel like they were mailing it in when they were down 8 nothing. It was just like, this is a bad night. This is the worst night of the year. This is rock bottom. There were other bad games over the course of the year, but I always feel like the Sharks have put up a good battle, have always gone out there, and tried to put forth their best effort to get a win. Now, whether or not that translates into a good performance or not, that's something that can be entirely um, you know, up to the course of a game. Like I said, there's games where you can play your butt off and get spanked 8-0. Not that I think the Sharks were quote-unquote playing their butts off in that 8-0 game, because I think they got down and then it just snowballed into something very, very bad, but You also don't see guys just mailing it in. You see them still, you know, trying to go out there and be physical and still skating down pucks and trying to play hard. Like that is what I want to see. No matter win or lose right now, I want to see the effort at a maximum. And that to me is something that we can judge. Is this, did it feel like a max effort game or did it feel like, yeah, they're playing hard, but, you know, the writing's on the wall because the writing is on the wall. But at the same time, it's not on the wall if you're a young guy and you haven't proven your spot to be in the, the team's plans going forward. And I think that's what you want to see from a Jonathan Dolan. That's what you want to see from a Reedy, from a Shemilevsky, from any number of these players. You want to see them try and have a good showing. You want to see them trying to put their best foot forward to prove to the franchise that they can be a part of this team going forward. And that, to me, is the most important thing. That's what I want to see game in, game out. That's what I want to see nonstop is what exactly these guys can bring when they know now that they are, more than anything, auditioning for a job. And it was something Logan Couture talked about after the game the other night. He said that, you know, with a new GM coming in, everybody is being watched. And I think that Logan knows that's for the same for him, and Eric Carlson alluded to it. He said that, you know, everybody should be walking on eggshells to a certain extent. And yeah, I would imagine that, in some sense, changes are probably coming in the offseason. I don't know what those changes will be. Um, you know, I would imagine that as the sharks have said, they're not going to get rid of their core pieces, but you know, it's pretty easy to establish which are the core pieces of the San Jose sharks right now and which aren't. So for everyone that is not a quote unquote foundational piece or a core piece, then yeah, you're probably a little bit nervous. You're probably wondering a little bit about what is going to happen next. One of those players that is looking at free agency is Alexander Barabanov and Bob Bugner talked about him and the offense yesterday.
0: Yeah, he's tough for his size, and he, he he's not afraid to go in traffic. And, uh, you know, uh, Tommy and, and, and Timo get a lot of credit on that line. But uh, really, Barbie is a guy that does a lot of the dirty work. Um, you know, he is he's a guy that, uh, you know, comes out of the corners, um, you know, in traffic and in areas where he can get pucks, and he's pretty skilled that way. So um, he plays a harder game than he probably gets credit for. Um, and, yes, I think taking more pucks to the net is important, I think, you know, um, before Megna scored that goal, I know it wasn't, um, you know, it was Timo's line on the ice, Tommy's lying on the ice, but we had eight shot attempts. And in uh, Barbie was a direct result of uh, recovering two of those. Um, it was a 50-50 puck. He went in there. He won that battle. We ended up going low to high, and we kept firing pucks at the net. So, um, you know, that's his game is keeping pucks alive offensively.
1: And another thing that Bob Bugner talked about was Mario Ferraro in his return from injury and surgery. Yeah, Mario's, uh, Mario's
0: progressed. Um, you know, as over the last couple of years, I mean, he's, he's now, uh, you know, a veteran D. Um, it seems like yesterday he broke into the league, but, uh, um, you know, his game's always going to be a, a 2 way defense. who's hard to play against. He could be a shutdown guy, a penalty killer. He's got a little bit of offense in him as well um you know on that second unit I think he feels pretty comfortable distributing pucks to the flankers and uh you know there's not gonna be a lot of deception um you know for him I think he's had a little bit of trouble coming back from his injury he's still trying to find his form it's not the marrow we saw um pre-surgery and um you know and it's he's had a major injury and he's he's you know he's come back ahead of schedule and um he's still looking to get his timing down I think
1: it was obviously good that Ferraro could get back out there on the ice before the year came to a close, because you never know how these things are going to go. I mean, look at the injury with Kevin LeBanc. Look at Aiden Hill. You have an idea of what a timeline is expected to be, but expectations and reality are sometimes very, very different things. And I think that that's, you know, where the Sharks are. It's often the difference between expectation and reality is where you find disappointment. And I think that that's what we heard from Logan Couture the other night after the game when he talked about the fact that he's getting another year older and this is another opportunity for him where he will not be able to vie for a Stanley Cup.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not what you expect coming into a hockey season. Um, You expect to be in the playoffs. You expect to play for the Stanley Cup. And, you know, it's... I look at it this way, you know, it's, it's one last year that you have a chance to win it. And, um, I'm getting older, so it hurts just more and more, um, each year, but, uh, you know, we gotta, we gotta play hard. We gotta play for each other. Uh, definitely proud of the way that we've come together in that locker room. It's a very tight room. Um, guys sticking up for each other all over the ice, um, having fun playing together. So definitely enjoying that this year. Um, would love to see it resulting in more wins. I think, you know, the start was, uh, was great. We got off to, you know, winning a lot of games and um, you know, that break I think uh kind of cost us. We came back and we didn't play our best and then we fell out of it. So these last nine, if you're a young guy, if you're a veteran, you know, if you're getting really old like myself, there's still a lot to play for. Um, you know, you're playing for a job, you know, we're gonna have a new general manager coming in. So, um, he's probably going to be watching tape, watching, watching games down the stretch here. So someone's always watching. Um, so you got to play your best.
1: Yeah. You got to play your best. And that's gotta be the message to all the young guys. And I think that they will have an easy job of doing that because as Couture talked about after the last game, this is a tight knit team. These guys seem like they're all on the same page. They all seem like they are fighting for each other.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, it's very tight in there guys. Uh, it's not easy to have fun when you're losing. It's 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 really not. I mean, you can you can try as much as as you want. You, you're you're going to get frustrated at times, but for the most part, in there, it's uh, it's tight. Guys love being around each other. We love playing together. You know, it, it, like I said, it sucks that we're not in a race right now because it'd be a hell of a lot more fun. But um, coming to the rank is enjoyable. Um, we come to the rank. We work extremely hard during practice days. Um, you know, there haven't been too many nights. During this season, where we've been outworked, you know, there's a couple, and that happens throughout an 82 game season. But we show up and we work as, as hard as we possibly can, and um, if you do that, you know that bond grows a lot tighter. And um, yeah, proud of a
1: lot of a lot of guys in that room the way they've played throughout the season. And again, that's the effort that we've seen from the Sharks game in game out, even if the results haven't been there. There was one interesting final exchange out of the presser that Logan. Um, was asked about you know what needs to change in the offseason. And he essentially said, don't ask me just yet. That's a tough question to
2: answer right now, Shane. Sure, I can answer that maybe in a few weeks. Uh, We've got nine games left, so ask me uh, Ask me on
1: media day. Now, you might wonder why I think that's an interesting answer because he didn't really say anything, but I think it's just indicative of the fact that Logan Couture doesn't want to do anything but focus in the here and now. He wants to talk about this season of hockey. He wants to go out there and do his business. And he wants to finish up strong, and I, I appreciate that. And like he alluded to, I'm sure that he knows that the next GM is listening, that the next guy who's going to be in charge is is definitely paying attention to how these guys are finishing up in a down year. And not that this wouldn't be Logan Couture's um, mindset anyway, but I'm sure he wants whoever it is coming in to know that he has a standard and that as the captain, he's not focusing on anything but what's going on out there on the ice. You know, that's that's the main priority. Everything else is superfluous for the time being because they have a job to do and there's You know, only a few games left, and they've got to go out there and win them. But I'm sure it's hard right now because they are in the midst of an eight-game losing streak, and I know that there have been some overtime games in there and some shootouts. And yeah, it's great to earn points, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, you want to win games. And I would like to see the Sharks, you know, level the ledger before the year is done and get that, you know, win column right up to the loss column and even in line with what, you know, we've seen earlier in the year. You know, if they can finish above 500, I would love to see it. Or Hockey 500, as some of you are probably pretty quick to point out. But, you know, it's just, it's a frustrating time for everybody. And the term frustration for the San Jose Sharks has been thrown around a lot for the last couple of years. And yes, you came to the end of a cycle in which you had brilliance for a long, long time. 15 years and you had multiple trips to conference finals. To a Stanley Cup final, you had generational icons, you had Joe Thornton, you had Patrick Marlowe, you had Joe Pavelski, you had Doug Wilson, and now it's all it's all come to a close. I mean, this is no longer the sexy Sharks, as Drew Remenda likes to call them of the past. This is a Sharks team now that is in transition, and in transition, there are going to be bumps in the road. There are going to be growing pains, and this team is trying to figure out how they can go from one era to the next, because there is no more jumbo. There is no more Patrick Marlowe. There is no more Joe Pavelski. There is no more Doug Wilson. That era has officially come to an end, and now the San Jose Sharks are trying to carve that path forward into a future that has to go above and beyond what the previous era did because, yes, we all know that the the last era was amazing, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that assessment. It was amazing. Every year you had a chance to contend for a Stanley Cup. It was It was absolutely unbelievable. However, they didn't win the Stanley Cup and that's what the task is for the new GM. That's what the task is for the new era. And whoever is going to be that GM, whoever is going to be bringing in talent, whoever is going to be, you know, the architect of the next design, he understands that there is a incredibly high bar to clear and that's got to be what he's got his mind on. It's not about, you know, trying to recreate what was here before, it's about going above and beyond. Because each generation that wants to take over wants to go above and beyond. That's not fair. It's not fair, but it's what they're all trying to do and it's what they're all, you know, tasked with. You can't expect, you know, the Bruins to have a little bit more success or Chicago to have more success than they had in the last decade than in this decade. It's not fair, but it's what you're essentially asking them to do. You know, you can't expect the Kings to go out there and win a couple of titles and that they are going to be able to, but it's, it's essentially what they're being asked to do. You know, Pittsburgh is still in uh, their last year of their window, depending on who you ask. But at some point, that era will come to an end and they'll have to try and figure out what they can do to top what they did previously. It is part of the cycle of sports. Even if you have success, you're always trying to do more. Even if you have, you know, generational players, you're trying to find the next generational player. Now, it makes for a hell of a story, right? I mean, watching what the Sharks do this summer watching what they do going into the next preseason and training camp and development camp, it's going to be some of the most intriguing times that we've seen in Sharks history because this is the first time we've had uncertainty in a long, long time. When Doug Wilson took over, when Doug Wilson was making moves, when he was in charge, everything was completely a known entity. And of course, you did have guys like Patrick Marleau who were already here, and then you brought in a jumbo, you know, and then you had the development of a Joe Pavelski, and then Logan Couture came in, And then a couple years after that, you had Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer representing the next generation of Shark stars. You had everything kind of in its place, a place for everything, everything in its place. And now, you know, it's it's all uncertain. I mean, obviously, you look at what you have with Logan Couture and Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer and Brent Burns and Eric Carlson as your foundational pieces and you build off those guys. But a lot of them aren't getting any younger. And some of them, even though they are still relatively young, it's still not enough just to have those pieces. And yes, you hope to get guys like Kevin LeBanc back healthy and playing at the level that he was a couple of years ago, but it's still, it's just, this is a totally different time frame for the Sharks, or timeline, I should say, but it's not what we're used to. And it's something I've gone back to time and time again, is that for, you know, fans of the franchise, for, you know, the players, you know, this used to be joy and winning and success, and it hasn't been that way. And all these guys know that they, without the same tools that were here before, are trying to recreate and turn it back around and make this a place of joy and success and and wins and division titles and getting back into the Western Conference Finals and getting into the Stanley Cup Final again. It's, a, it's Again, it's a stark contrast to what we saw, which makes it all the more jarring. I mean, eight-game losing streaks are not what we have talked about much in recent memory. Um, in the last couple of years, we have but this is just, it's not the norm. And we're trying to get back to where winning is the norm and where win streaks are the norm because we haven't had very many of those as of lately. We haven't had many incredible performances. You got the Timo Meyer, five goal game, that was great, but individual performances are not as fun as the collective. Hey, you, you love your hat tricks. You love these individual moments of brilliance, which remind you why you fell in love with the game But you want to see them contending, you want to see them fighting for a title, you want to see it all happening in front of you, the story being written, and unfortunately right now we're just kind of in a, not spin the tires moment, but you're just waiting for the next shoe to drop to figure out where this is all going to go. Alright, that wraps it up for this edition of The Build-Up. Be sure to join us today at 4.30 for pregame coverage as the Sharks get set for today's game against Dallas taking on Joe Pavelski and the Stars. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest
0: on iTunes, Google, and Spotify and on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus
2: SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All